Welcome to the new year. <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> the O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Prescott, Maine. Servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Toll free at 800-764-4150. We have here nitric acid, glycerine, and a special mixture of my own. Together, it's horrible, dangerous stuff blows you up. But mixed together in the right way, as only I know how, what do you think it makes? I don't know, sir. Of course you don't know. You don't know because only I know. If you knew and I didn't know, then you'd be teaching me instead of me teaching you. And for a student to teach his teacher, it's presumptuous and rude. Do I make myself clear? Yes, sir. Good. Welcome to the Fun Dungeon. O'Brien and Doug. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug Podcast. Where dreams come true. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I'm so glad you could come. This is going to be such an exciting day. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug Stupid Podcast. Corona. <laughs> I was talking to Ethel earlier. We missed bingo. <laughs> I, know, I know that person. Probably. I know that person. <laughs> They're everywhere, man. I don't care where you are. Oh. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. I'm O'Brien. I am O'Doug. And happy new year, everybody. The first uh, first podcast of season three. You season were, three? You were commenting right before we went on. We haven't well, even been doing the, this for a year. We're already we're on season, season three. <laughs> we're awesome, man. Yes, we are. I don't think seasons, you know, like even when you watch like TV shows nowadays. Yeah. They don't run the seasons like they used to. I mean, it used to be like 22 to 24 episodes yep. of a show, and that would be the season. Right. And it started like September, and it got done in because like Because they May. had September sweeps, and then they had right. May sweeps. Right. Yep. And, and then summertime would be well. all, summer would all be repeats. Right. But yep. now it just doesn't matter. Yeah, because everything is streamed. Right. You can watch it. It's on demand. You can watch it anytime you want. Yeah, you can start a TV show anytime right. and just run it and say- Okay, we're going to do five episodes. That's going to be season one. Right. Yep. So so we did 20 episodes of season one. Yes. We did, what, 16? 17. 17, 17 episodes of season two. two. We'll see where season three gets hey, us. we don't know. Maybe we'll do five. <laughs> we'll do one. This will be this will be season three. This, one. this is the season opener and the season finale. <laughs> <laughs> opener finale. <laughs> Openale. So, speaking of finales, uh, before we get talking about music and stuff, because that's what this podcast is supposed to be. What? Uh, can we mention That's uh, crazy, the NFL Fantasy League that we're... Yeah, I I haven't even... I, I, I didn't even realize that we were over. I knew I was still... Yeah, well... I, I, I really didn't care at this point because I didn't... I had an inactive player and I didn't even bother... Oh, I came in last! <laughs> yes, you did. I came and, in and dead last. You and I were in a in a competition for, for last. We played each other for last, so I got... So apparently you won. I, I, got, I did. I, I beat you and I got sixth place and you got seventh. No, I got eighth. Or eighth? No, I'm maybe... In, you're I, in seventh. I'm in seventh. Well, I... I Josh beat us both. Yeah. And he I, hasn't done anything all season. Right. How the frig did that well, happen? Shane lost. Check this out. Jude, my my son, who started the season O and yeah, he, I, he I don't a, know how many he was. Yeah, he didn't get a very good start. He is the champion. He won the Super Bowl. Here's the so, champion. So this trophy, this my trophy stays at our house. There you go. Yep. 
Um, and wherever the loser trophy is, I think Josh still has it. I think Josh has it. It has to go to you. Yes. Which he probably we won't. Have, we haven't seen it in like three, four years. I know, because he's so busy playing guitar. Aww. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, if you look at my lineup, I had Mahomes. How does a guy with Patrick Mahomes in his lineup right. come in dead last? That's how you know it was a stupid season. It was a stupid season. Although I had Derrick Henry. Yeah. Well, I mean, that dude ran 2,000 yards this year. Yep. Two thousand yards. Yep, yep. He's gonna he's gonna break a record here pretty soon. I guarantee you. We're gonna break his leg one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. So so yeah, it was just an interesting. It was just a weird. Season. It was it was just a stupid season yeah. because you didn't you know I don't I don't think the play was oh, overall a lot of people injured. A lot of injuries. A, a lot, lot of people. COVID. A lot of COVID. You know, there was people that didn't even play this season. They opted out of the season altogether. Right. So they didn't even count. So there goes a lot of your starters anyway. So right. I I think this year's Super Bowl is just going to be like, oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Watch for the halftime show. Yeah. And well, even, I don't even know. That, who's, don't who's doing that? Do you I know? I have no idea. I don't really care. I don't even. I, I, you know, I, I think they should go back to the old halftime show when they had like the local high school marching band come out, do a song. All right, let's go. Yeah. Something. I'm just tired. I. I think everybody is. I'm just tired of the commercialism. Pomp and circumstance. Yeah, it's yeah. just stupid. Who? Ca- I mean, people just watch it for the halftime show and the commercials. Yep. I watch it for the football. I could care less about the commercials right. and the halftime show. I like it all. Yeah. I-, I watch it for See, the commercials, yeah. the halftime show. Well, I don't watch it for the halftime show unless it's someone like Paul McCartney I watched. Prince I watched. Prince I watched, yeah. U2 is still one of my favorite ones right after 9 That was a good one, yeah. Yep. Um, and there are a couple other ones, um, but most of the ones lately- Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, I haven't, I just, I haven't had you, any yeah. desire to watch it. But the game, yeah, the game is, is 80, love the game. 80% yeah. of it for me is the yeah, game. Yeah, I love the game. Yeah, depending on who's playing. Of course, I, you know, I, because I have NFL Game Pass, so I have access to every single game every single week. Yeah. So I could pick and choose what I want to watch. Right. And it has a wonderful option where they don't play, they just play, they just show you the plays. There's no co- there's very little commentary. There's no commercials. It's just play. Okay, plays over. Next play. Play. Next play. I mean, you can watch a whole game in like thirty to forty minutes. Does that take away from the experience no. to you? No. no, it doesn't. No, I don't have to listen to stupid ass commentators. Right. I don't have to listen. To, and this season's been bad because of all the the uh, piped in crowd yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah. That was so annoying. Yeah. So annoying. So you don't have to listen. You don't have to deal with that that much. And there's no commercials. Right. There's no halftime, you know, talking heads. Right. It's wonderful. You just straight football. Interesting. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Highly recommend it. Well, I don't know. I didn't pay much attention to the fantasy league this year. I mean, I, I don't think any of us did. Really. <laughs> I had people say, "Hey, you might want to switch out your player because he's injured or he's inactive or whatever." And, and okay, I'll do it. And I did it. But other than that, it was just like, oh, I forgot to check my lineup. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And then when I beat you, and I, I was like, Doug is probably not even paying attention. I wasn't. I literally <laughs> was not paying attention. I, I didn't even, I thought the season was already over. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. know. Anyway. Okay. So uh, since this is a music podcast and this uh, will drop on Thursday, January 7th, there's a, a kind of a, a pretty important uh, uh, date in history, January 7th. Why is that, Doug? Uh, is the first anniversary of the passing of Neil Peart. A, the genius, the genius, the uh, professor Neil Peart. Uh, not only, not only, um, just an untouchable uh, drummer for Rush, 
but lyricist and just a mm. just the mind that he he had to work with man yeah. uh philosopher really i mean really, you, i mean a lot of people don't realize this i mean they just they like neil peart the drummer yeah but i like neil the peart the drummer and i like neil peart the author yeah because a lot of what he wrote a lot of books yeah which a lot of people don't know and they don't realize it and they're yeah. one all of them are fantastic because they're all i guess you would call them travel stories yeah because it's all about you know stories of him like Going on his motorcycle on his motorcycle yep. just traveling from place to place because a lot of people didn't know this but he never traveled with Getty or Alex he always traveled uh you know later on i mean in the beginning they traveled together sure. when they were first you know back yep. in the 70s but um he started uh he was like well you know i don't you know i see the bus the hotel the, you know the the you know where I'm playing, back to the bus, the hotel. You know he right. wasn't seeing it. He wanted to see stuff. Right. So what he started doing was taking a he bought a bike, like a mountain bike. Yep. And he started biking between shows. Like from one show to the next. Yeah. yeah. He would he would ride his bike. Wow. Yeah. I mean you know it was it wasn't like long. I think the longest he did was like a hundred miles and I'd. You know, oh yeah, you know, like a day no, or something. Nothing, nothing, nothing there. Man. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like you know we're, we're playing in Washington. You know, today and we got to be in Florida. You know, three right, days. Right. You know, he would. You know, he'd write. It wasn't anything like that. But he would take the bike on the tour bus, and at a certain point, he would get off the bus and ride the bike to the show, so he could like see stuff. Right. So like if you they're playing in Cincinnati, and then the next <laughs> night is in Cleveland. Yeah, he would yeah. he would ride between Cincinnati right. and Cleveland. Yeah. He would ride the bike. He wouldn't go on the bus. Right. And then eventually it became he got into motorcycling, um, and he actually motorcycled across you know around Africa, across parts of Africa, wow. China, yeah, um, Europe. When Rush was touring Europe, he would ride his motorcycle, and he always had a. Um, it was either his buddy Brutus. He calls him Brutus. Yeah, I don't think that's his real name, but he always calls him Brutus. Right. He he you know he rode with Brutus, and then he had another guy. I think his name was Michael. And he was like Rush Security. He was right. like the head of Rush Security. He would either ride with one of those guys between, you know, yep. between uh, dates. And uh, after, I mean, we've talked about this before, but after his daughter was killed in a car accident, and then a year later his wife died of yep. cancer, yep. he went on like this just like two-year, just motorcycle ride. Just ride. He rode all over the United States, Canada, Mexico. Right. Um, and, you know, just trying to get his head back to, you know, back to a place where he wanted to play again and he wrote a book about that called ghost rider right uh and if you if you want to read a really good book about somebody if if it's something that you've gone through you know you lost somebody close and or you just you just want to read a travel because it's more about him traveling to get his head back you know to grieve yep you know the loss of his daughter and his wife right it's fantastic but then he started writing more books. I mean, it just you know, it was just stories about him writing between, you know, between dates. You know, maybe he'd write about a show. You know, about the show at the you know if something special happened. Right. Um, a lot of those, a lot of the books were like that. There was one where he wrote about he he has a he had, he he was a collector of cars, mm -hmm. like classic cars, and he had a he had a special Porsche that he liked. So he had like a free week or something like that. So he loaded up the CD player. It was like an eight disc CD player of all like stuff he liked. Yeah. 
and he talked like what about kind, the, what, what kind of stuff did he listen to? Okay, you, believe it or not, everybody's like, okay, what 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 is this guy into? He was a huge Who fan. Really, Keith Moon was like his idol growing wow. up. Believe it or not, that I, you know that's not a stretch. No, I can, not really. I, I mean, if you, I mean, I don't, I don't think people gave Keith Moon enough credit yeah. as a drummer. He was a wild man. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows the wild, crazy things that he did. Yeah, but he was also, if you listen to the drumming on Who records, yeah, amazing drummer. Oh yeah, you know he did some really cool stuff, and I think that's where he got a lot of his influence was was Keith Moon. Right, but um. But he listened to a lot of like big band stuff. He loved Frank Sinatra. He would listen to Frank Sinatra. I don't think that's, that doesn't surprise me either. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he's not a singer. Right. But he always liked, I think he liked the lyrics, you know, because Frank had a lot of story songs. You know, the lyrics to Frank songs are really quite, quite nice. I mean, yep. he didn't write them, but. Right. But I think it gave Neil a lot of uh, inspiration. Mm-hmm. To listen to him. but he and then he would listen to like a uh, little bit like um a lot of like independent bands you know that maybe not be huge but he knew of them like he knew like the singer right so he liked that guy so he would listen to his band you know right because he didn't have a lot of friends a lot of like close he had close close friends a very close-knit group. kept people at a distance yeah. mostly yeah yeah because uh, uh if you talk to people about me neil Peart, he he comes across as kind of arrogant, yeah. But it wasn't. He just didn't. He wasn't a people person. He was right. shy. He was very shy. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, if you, I think Jack Black, you know, he was talking about Neil Peart, and it was just like, you know, he was like, it just you know, his first impression was like this menacing brood of uh, the professor. You know, right. it's just you know, right. it's just like this aura of. Deal, you know, just like that's what they call him, Ooh. though. This is a professor, professor. Right? Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's super smart. Yeah, I mean, never went to college. Yep, didn't even finish high school, right? You know, he just read, just read everything. He read he a lot, read everything. And you, you get to, and if you read his writing, it's amazing. Yeah, he uses words. I'm like, I don't even know what that freaking word is. Well, I mean, I think he was big into, um, not only was he big into philosophy and things like that, but he wasn't he. If I'm, you know, you know more than I, but is, wasn't he like into Tolkien and, and all that? Uh, well, yeah, they fantasy they, stuff. If you if you read uh, if you listen to early Rush albums, I think Caress of Steel. Yeah, there's a song on a song on there called uh, I think on Fly Oh Fly by Night. There's a song called Riverdale. Oh yeah, yeah, which okay. is from Tolkien. Right. Uh, there's another one called the uh, Fountain of uh, Nemeth or something like that. I think that's Tolkien. Right. Uh, yeah, he he read a lot of Tolkien. Oh, sure. You know things like that. I mean, I just sounded Canadian there, just saying. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some Tolkien organs. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, sure. So, uh, <laughs> our our buddy Tim's listening. We're making fun hey, of Tim. Him. <laughs> get some Tim Hortons, eh? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, sure. Uh, no, but I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I think I think the casual Rush listener doesn't realize that Neil Peart wrote all the songs, right? Especially those long, remember those long epic songs I used to do, like 2112? Oh, yeah, yeah. He wrote all that. Uh, when was the, let's talk about his influence on drummers, uh, because I know it was a huge influence on you. Yeah. Uh, when did that happen? Uh, For me? Uh, yeah, well, I was going to say, um, when do you think Neil Peart made the biggest, like like came, came out and made a, the biggest splash? First album? For me? Yeah. No. No, no. I was never, I, 
Okay, to be honest with you, I was never a huge Rush fan. I should say first album with Neil Peart because he wasn't the original drummer. No, yeah, it was a guy named John Rushby. He right. did the he did the first album. Right, uh, the uh, work, you know Working Man and yep, all that. Yep. And then he got let go, and that's when they got Neil. Right. Um, but I was never I you know I knew Rush and I liked Rush, but I never I was never a fan of Neil until he did. The Buddy Rich tribute albums, Burning for Buddy. Yeah, you told me this. Yes, I was never a fan until I, my buddy Dave. I was. I remember I was going umpy at the time, and Dave knew I was a drummer, and he's like, "Dude, what about Neil Peart?" And I was like, well, "You know what about? He's the drummer of Rush, but you know, whatever." Yeah. He's like, "Dude, listen to these out. Listen to just this album." He gave me the first volume of Burning for Buddy. That is when I realized the genius of Neil Peart's drumming. Right. Now, it's not all Neil Peart. I think he only does like one or two tracks on that album, but the rest of you got Steve Ferrone. Yep. Uh, Steve Smith. Uh, Simon Phillips. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, just um, uh, the dude, uh, Matt Sorum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about this, too. Yeah. yeah. He did Beulah Witch, and I was like, wow. Yeah. I didn't even know Matt Sorum was a jazz guy, yeah. but he's not really. But he liked Buddy Rich. Right. I mean, these were all just drummers that were very influenced by Buddy Rich. Yep. So he did it as a tribute to Buddy Rich, and they have a concert. And, and I think what when started- you, When do you think was that was? What year was that? That was like late 90s. That was like okay. 97, 98, somewhere in that area. Okay. Uh, but that's when I got into, you know, listening to Neil as a drummer. I was like, holy crap. How do you do that? Right. How did he do that? It's How almost, did he do that? It's almost like a uh, left brain, right brain thing. You know, I mean, uh, you have to have, you have to be able to, um, how, what, what's that thing that you do? Oh, you pat your head and rub your belly. Pat your head belly. and rub your belly yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I can't do it. Because no. he's, not only is he a fantastic uh, drummer, but to be able to to be creative, uh, which is the, the right brain, Yes. I, I, okay. Yeah, sure. but I think <laughs> I, I think both sides of your brain have to be working together in order to do some of the stuff that he was because he would do a time signature with one hand and a completely different time signature with another hand. Yeah, and and a completely different time signature with his with his. Kick, oh, yeah, I kick. mean everything. I mean it was. Unreal. If you listen to a Rush song, I mean four four is a time signature <laughs> that. I mean Rush has ninety nine time signatures. Four four is not one of them. Right. <laughs> you know, quote Jay Z. Right. Uh. Yeah, I mean, he just, I mean, you listen to a Rush song, you're like, what What time signature is it? 7, 8, 8, 17s? What, right. what, what is this? Yeah. How, how do you play that? I've attempted to practice to Neil Peart, and I'm like. And do you think it was, uh, <laughs> it's not purposely done. What? Or do you think it was purposely done uh, just so he wouldn't get bored? Do you, think think he was, just, do you think he was showing off? No. Or do you think he was just like, uh, let's make this interesting? No, I think it was just to make the song to you know because he liked those you know those really long progressive yeah yeah you know, the, the, you know prog rock would be nothing without Rush and yeah. Peart yeah. you know what I'm saying I mean they really were I mean I don't want to say they were pioneers of it but they were definitely I think they were definitely yeah because the first album was what 1970 76 uh, I don't think so 70 oh 74. Was I it seventy four? I think it was like seventy four. It was like okay. mid seventies. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just you, you can't. I have all of, I have all of his instructional DVDs, 
And when I say, when they call Neil Peart the professor, good Lord, he is the professor. Because I don't know what half of what he's talking about. Yeah, but I love listening to the guy talk. Yeah, he would just—he has one DVD. It's called Anatomy of a Drum Solo. I think it's called Anatomy of a Drum Solo. I think. Yep. And it's just him breaking down his the drum solo he did on that tour. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he plans. I mean, if you watch a Neil Peart drum solo, that's not made up. He worked months to get that just right. Now, does that? He was very meticulous about his drum parts. So uh, that's songwriting. Yeah. You know, I mean, if he's, he's if he works that meticulously on a drum solo, that's that's composing, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, does that take away... No, obviously it doesn't take away, but I mean, do you look at that like crafting a drum solo differently than someone who can improvise a drum solo? Could you, he could improvise a drum solo if he I'm wanted. sure he could, but yeah. he would never do that because that's just... Not that's his just style. not his that's not his thing. He likes to be he likes to be precise. He likes to, you know, put exactly what he wants into a drum solo. Right. You know, or is drumming in any song. Yeah. I mean, there's one uh one of his DVDs, uh he breaks down all his drum parts for the test test for echo album. Right. Wow. And he and he breaks them he play, what he'll do is he he'll talk about the song then he'll play along to the you know the backing track. He'll play the drums along to it, and you can watch it. And it's got different you know camera angles and stuff like that. And then he'll break down certain parts of it, like in slow mo, so you can watch what he's doing. And he'll talk about it. Wow! I mean, it is amazing. I mean, it's like a three hour DVD. Wow! You know what I mean? And he and you're just like, I could never do that in a million years. So the Rush album was 1974. I just, I just. Or, it uh, the Working Man album. Working Man. Well, it's Rush. Rush. It's right. just Rush. Yeah. Uh, uh twenty one twelve was in nineteen seventy six. Uh, uh, Fly by Night was seventy five. So yeah, seventy four. I would say that would make them pioneers in the prog rock. I don't, you know, because Genesis, to... Genesis was right in there, and yeah, yes, yes, you know, yeah. yeah, and I think they were. I mean, if you were looking like, you know, because uh, Thrash has the the big four, yeah, Metallica, Slayer, yep. Anthrax, Megadeth, but. Um, if if you're talking prog rock, I would think Rush, oh, yes, yeah. Genesis. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think there's. But a- I think the the funniest part is one of their main their first tours was with Kiss back when Kiss was just this weird band. I, I think I remember. Uh, well, I watched the documentary. Oh yeah. The, uh, time stand still. Or uh, no 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 no, uh, no the, the last the one. Oh, of the, um, uh, beneath the gilded. Yes. Uh, yeah. That one. Yes. Um, and talking to uh, Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was a great documentary. It was actually, actually really good. Yeah. There was a lot of people. Where you went on. home with Alex Lifeson and stuff like that. That was Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Alex Lifeson. When they got Alex, it, Alex is a funny, funny guy. Did you see them getting inducted into the Rock and yes. Roll Hall of Fame? Blah 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 blah. You know what we should do at some point? We should have Pat Bragdon on. Oh, Pat loves he's, he's a huge yeah. Rush fan. We should is, we should yeah. talk we should uh, talk about Rush a little bit more. Uh or maybe we'll talk about uh, drummers. Yeah, like I, favorite, I'd like to talk our know. favorite drummers, maybe with Pat or yeah, somebody. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll set that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the anniversary of his death, one year. Yeah. Right. Was it one year? Yeah, it was one year, man. That's right. And nobody. It was such a shock because nobody knew he was even sick. He had right. brain cancer. Yeah. For three years, everybody thought he was just done touring, but it turns out 
He got done touring because he couldn't do it anymore because he had brain cancer. And that's a testament to his bandmates because they knew. They knew. Oh, yeah. And they, and they There kept... was a small, like I said, his his inner circle is very small. So yeah. And they kept it to themselves. They did. You Nobody know, knew. That's what he wanted. And... and I bet wherever he is right now, he is ticked off that people are making a big deal of <laughs> Probably. He is mad. Yeah. I bet he's just like fuming. He's like, shut up, Doug. Shut up, dude. <laughs> You and your stupid old Brian and Doug podcast. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Uh, yeah. I'm going to go write a story. So, and it was shortly after uh, Neil Peart died. Maybe a month? Month, maybe? Uh, Tom Petty passed away. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it wasn't it was the same, after, yeah. same, yeah, it was same a, time yeah, it was period. Yeah, what a crappy year. And everybody's like, what's Rush going to do now? I'm like, they're not going to do anything. Rush is done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Same thing with Van Halen. Yeah. Van Halen's, Van Halen's done. done. All done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, you're not going to replace Neil Peart. You're not going to replace Eddie Van Halen. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. Well, and-, and But, uh, I mean, Getty did a solo album, so he, if he wanted to, he could do a solo album sure. again. Alex could do a solo album if he wants to. He, I don't think he ever did one, but- I he, don't think they have But to. he's done a lot of that producing. They also don't have to work. Well, I don't I think- I think they, they want to, but I-, I They like to, but sure. I don't think they- they're they're not rock stars. They're just guys. Yeah. And they don't I don't think they make as much money as Rush as people think. Why do you say that? Because being a Rush fan is being like part of a secret society. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to know the handshake and the secret word to get into a rush. Show. Oh, what was that? Was that um um Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd and Jason Segel <laughs> when they go Siegel. backstage. Yes, yes. Back when the funniest part is that when the three of them were walking down the hallway, uh, uh, Getty, Alex, and Neil, like, and Getty's like, Yeah, I saw five women at the deal's like, Five women at a rush show, that's a record, you know, it's not <laughs> like that. But he's absolutely right because there are not a lot of women at rush shows. Right. If you go, if you look at a rush show and you watch one on it, I because I have several live uh, rush DVDs, yeah, women are hard to find at yeah. a rush show, yeah, just because they don't get it. Right. I think Taylor Hawkins said it best. He's like, it's like, you know, if I want to nerd out and listen to Caress of Steel, I got to make sure my wife's not around because she doesn't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's true. A lot of women don't get, but their like fan club is like run by the. If you watch the Time Stand Still DVD, their biggest, they're like, uh, I, I don't know. It's like their fan club. Yep, it's a woman that runs it. And right. she knows everything about Rush. Right. But she is in the minority as far as women Into liking Rush. Yeah. Rush. Yeah. It's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. That's the way they're always, they're always like, oh yeah, it's 95% guys yep. at, at a Rush show. So. Well, as they always say, the music lives on. Exactly. And, and will live on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about a band that uh, is uh, not even in the same zip code as Rush. Would that be Common Crossing? That would be the Common Crossing song yeah, of the yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. You got one? We're not even the same galaxy. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. All right. So is it on the debut album? Yes, it is, actually. It is? It is. Jeez, what, what, what happened? What I'm changing been? it up, man. Um, uh, let's see. Can you give me any hints? Because I could just- You and I wrote it. You and I wrote it. Oh, is it come home? It is come home. It's come home. Oh, this is this guy's a great story behind it, actually. Actually, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell this story? Well, this is this this is uh, the idea for this song came from our friend Sean. Yep. 
Uh, well, it came from you. Yeah, but it was it was an idea based I based on his life. Yeah. yeah, it was his life. Yeah, uh, uh, Sean is a Iraq War vet, and he got deployed. Um, for I think it was about it was about a year, mm-hmm. and I I remember because I saw his wife and his daughter, you know, frequently throughout that year, mm-hmm. and they were always mailing stuff to Sean. And I was like, and then when he came back, it was around like late, it was like late winter, early spring, Mm -hmm. you know, when he first came back. And then uh, I would see him around town and he was always with his little girl. And, you know, he, and what tripped me is one day I saw him, he was out mowing his lawn on his, on his riding lawnmower and his daughter was like sitting in his lap and he Mm -hmm. just, two of the happiest people that could ever be. And I was like. There's a song in there, yeah. and I think I think that wasn't long after that I I came to you with that idea, yeah. And then we sat down, and we we actually wrote the song, and the song actually, uh, um, I would say this song probably has gone farther than any song we've ever done. You think so? Well, I mean, not as far as um, I, I think it's uh, reach only because um, uh, Shane, our bass player, his uh, cousin. His cousin, who worked for the Veterans Association oh, in Vermont, right, right, right. Yeah. she heard the song yeah. and said this would be perfect because we have a, a, a bunch of veterans coming home from was it Afghanistan. Uh, it was either Iraq or Afghanistan. I can't remember which. Yeah. That, and, that's the one when we went out to Vermont. Yeah, we went but, to Vermont. And yeah. she said, she said, can we uh, buy these CDs uh, just for this song? And, and they bought 200 and... It was like 250 250 yeah 300 250 of our of our album our full album uh and they bought them and they to to give to these soldiers as yeah. as they were arriving home and they invited us to go and play um a, a show at the this event yeah. uh, where where they were being met by their families and and things like that yeah and, and the guy we opened for was also an Iraq vet he was a he right. was a marine yep that had been uh in a Humvee that got hit by that ran over an IED and he got Severely injured to the point where he was paralyzed. Yep. And then they did this experimental surgery on him, which worked, and he was able to walk again, and that's when he... And he became a, like an independent country star. Yeah. And his name is Stephen... Stephen Cochran. Cochran, yes. Yeah. Um, I think he's still... He's, oh, yeah, as he's, far as I know, he's still uh, performing around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, when I say reach, I mean, I think we, <clears throat> we sold 250 albums in one shot right there. So, yeah. So... And, and and all those veterans are from all over the place. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. you know. So that's why I say I say this song has kind of gone far. Well, the album actually, absolutely. <laughs> but it was because of this song that that we sold that many. Yeah. Uh, so um, this is a pretty cool song. Um, this is called "Come Home," written by uh, Doug and myself. Uh, this is "Common Crossing," uh, the "Common Crossing" song of the week. Fairy tales and bedtime stories floating on the breeze. Used to tuck her in at night For miles across the sea She knows that she'll always be Daddy's little girl And though he doesn't wear a cape She thinks he's saving the world Daddy, come home Daddy, come home She threw every ounce of love from a four-year-old's heart Into a box full of cookies And some preschool art She mailed it out with mama and Sealed it with a kiss 
wasn't sure she could take a year of this Daddy come home Daddy come home She smiles for every picture Wears his t-shirt every night She wonders to herself Why grown-ups have to fight She thinks about the day That he went off to war And how mommy always tells her What daddy's fighting for Uh, and that's for Sean. That's for our buddy Sean yep. Yep. and his daughter. Um, and it, so Who's it was like 16 I, I know. Now. She's like, yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. And gorgeous. I mean, every single one of his is... is well, that's... that's. I don't think that's Sean's fault. That's right. That's, that's his wife. That's his wife. <laughs> yes. I'm, no no offense to Sean, but that's his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, all, all three... I mean, his two stepdaughters, and they have a son, uh, stepson. Yeah. And then... Right. His, his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the girls are just... Just gorgeous. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and great people as well. Yes. Very nice. Very um, nice. So, yeah. And I don't know. I just, I dig that tune. I think yeah, it's, a, it, I think out of her, all our songs on there, that's uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. One so, of my favorites as well. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the Comic Crossing song of the week. And we're going to take a break and mention our sponsor, um, Why Did Ford uh, Auto and Truck Center. I, I mentioned him because I said season three is coming up. I said, uh, "You want to, you want to be, uh, you want to continue to sponsor the podcast?" Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Said, All right. I man. love Glennie, man. We'll I love you, man. <laughs> sign you up. Um, and then uh, I told him, I said I wasn't going to charge him as much, and uh, I said, "But don't tell my wife." <laughs> and he, he said, "Laugh out loud. It'll be our little secret." <laughs> Love so it. it's good. So, uh, so our, we we thank Glenny and all the folks at uh, Whitehead uh, Ford Auto and Truck Center. And here's a little bit about them. O'Brien and Doug. He's my dad. O'Brien, not Doug. Hey, Mike, do you think we might shut that thing off? No, are you crazy? He won't answer till the station break. Mike, the country wants to hear from you. The world is waiting. Mike. Can't you shut up? I'm busy. Boy, what a great show. 
The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine, servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Alignments, tires, you name it. Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center will take care of it. They're open 7 to 5 Monday through Friday and 7 to noon on Saturday. Give Glennie a call for all your service needs at Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine, locally at 207-764-7300 or toll free at 800-764-4150. Yeah, we're back. And yes, it is season three, but we can't do away with the wall of tunes. Actually, you know, before we go on, let's, uh, let's try and give something away. Uh, because we we don't want season three to be like a carbon copy of season two. I mean, it's going to be close because we just do what we do, right? Yeah, we're, it's not it's there's not a lot of variation. We here. come in here, we, we talk, talk crap, <laughs> we suck, <laughs> right? And then we and then we send you on your merry way, <laughs> right? So here's here's one thing I'd like to do. We did a segment. Um, I think it was in uh, the beginning of the season two um, with Bob, where he asked us some questions. Oh yeah, yeah. So so here's I want to put this out there. Um, if you have any questions you want to ask Doug or I, um, they can be personal, they can be professional, whatever you want to ask us, go ahead and, and, and send us an email at O'Brienanddoug at gmail.com or leave it in the comments or send us a message on Facebook, whatever you want to do. Um, if they're personal questions, we will probably lie to you, but that's okay. It'll be more interesting. Um, I can make up a really great story. So I want to do that. I want to do the ask me ask me a question segment because we, we, we did that before. And that was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, we haven't done that since. So if you've got something you want to know. Uh, uh, about Doug or I, uh, feel free to uh, to ask away. The other thing, I'd like to have some sort of segment that was fan generated. Yeah. Uh, so it's and, and we have a what we'll do is we'll give you something for it. Uh, if you the best suggestion for a bit or for a um, a segment of the show, you know how we have Doug calls the fam. We yeah. have the Wall of Tunes. We have the Common Crossing Song of the Week. If you can come up with a segment. Of the show that we can add, and it would be a lot of fun. Uh, and we're going to have my my wife judge it. She's going to pick out. Yeah, we well, need an impartial. Yeah, uh, if she picks your segment, if you, she picks your suggestion, we'll give you a Common Crossing album. Yes, uh, from from 2010, and yes, we'll give you this uh, set of Common Crossing drumsticks that uh, you had. Uh, that actually, well, actually, Shane had made. That's right, Shane made them. Okay. Uh, but it's a, it was a company out of uh, New Hampshire. They were called Rich Sticks, yeah. R-I-C-H. Uh, it was a family-owned business. Basically, they cut down the trees, and they made drumsticks to order. Yeah, it's I mean, it pretty was, cool. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, they're not doing it anymore. So these are actually quite a collector item because you'll never find Rich Sticks again. And uh, these are, I mean, these are very, they're almost very raw, yeah. almost. I mean, except for the branding. I mean, it's got their logo on it's it. Got it's got our, got logo. our logo on it. And it's yep. got, and they're nylon tipped, which is what I normally play. And I'm sure that so. you'll sign it. I'm sure you'll sign the, the sticks. Yeah. Will I? Uh, did you, did you already sign them? No. No. We'll I make sure, we'll make sure Doug signs them because that'll be even more of a collector's item. Yeah. Cause he doesn't sign anything. He's a jerk. Yeah. I hate, I hate signing stuff because I can't write <laughs> stupid illiteracy. So there you go. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, make a suggestion. I'll drool on them. How about that? <laughs> COVID. Can't do that, COVID. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so make a suggestion about a bit or or a segment of the show that we could uh, continue on. From, and we'll give you credit for it, too. Yes. We'll, every time we do it, we'll, we'll make sure that uh, we say it was developed by you or, or suggested by you. And you get yourself a uh, Comic Crossing album and um, some personalized sticks. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, now let's move on to the Wall of Tunes because we don't want to do away with the Wall of Tunes because this is one of my favorite ways to talk about Wall of Tunes. 
music is to kind of just pick one at random. So are we ready to do that? Yes. All right, I'm gonna, so close your eyes. Okay, I got close my eyes. Then they close the eyes. Yes, it is. Close your eyes. Hurry up! I'm scared of the dark. <laughs> okay, now I gotta, <laughs> I gotta hide it over here. <laughs> yeah, because you changed up the setup. I so did. Nice. I changed up the set a little bit. There's nowhere to hide. All right, you can you can un- uncover your eyes. Yay! Um, so you you may begin the guessing game. All right, is it a solo artist or is it a band? It is a band. It's a band. What? What? What genre? I'm going to say rock. Rock. You're going to say rock because you don't know? Well, it's is, rock. It's, it's rock. rock. Okay. Um, let's see. Is there like a subgenre? Would they be like punk or nope. hair? No. Nope. Straight up rock you know, kind of thing? Um, Folk? No, I don't think so. Thrash? I was going to say alternative, but... I don't think alternative is the right. I'm just going to say rock. Okay, that's fine. Uh, height of popularity. Um, Good side. Uh, I would say late 90s, hmm. mid mid to late 90s. I have to look at the, the the debut album, but I think late 90s. Okay. Uh, Three-piece band. Three-piece band. Yeah, there's a hint. Three-piece band. Okay. So, Technically. Okay, that's helpful. Oh, wait. It's not Big Head Todd. Nope. Okay. Because technically, there are three people. Right. Um, but we already did Big Head Todd, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. We did. Um, let's see. So I would put- And it's not Rush. No, but I would put this band on tour with Big Head Todd. You would? Yep. Three-piece band on tour with Big Head Todd. Hmm. I bet you they have toured together, actually. Think so? I think so. Okay. I don't know for a fact, but I, I bet they have. Um, are they from the Seattle area? I don't know where they're from. I don't know where they're from. No. Okay. So, if I had to guess, I would say Pennsylvania. I don't know why. I just Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's very specific. <laughs> if I had to guess, <laughs> but I, I don't know if that's. True. I don't know. They're probably from Schenectady, <laughs> New York. Schenectady. <laughs> Main Street, Apartment A. <laughs> But I don't want to get specific. <laughs> Their mom is I Helen. Just, <laughs> I just think it's funny you called it Schenectady. I don't know what it's Schenectady. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> ah, nobody's listening out there anyway. So <laughs> Schenectady, Schenectady. <laughs> the next thing you know, we'll look at all our well, stats. Yeah, they'll be all like, we'll be getting hate mail from <laughs> Schenectady. Schenectady. <laughs> I can't even say it now. How do you say it again? Schenectady. What? Schenectady. Schenectady? Yes. Schenect- Schenectady. 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 <laughs> that just doesn't sound right. <laughs> That's kind of dirty. Schenectady. <laughs> oh, shoot, man. No, I forgot what we were doing. Wall of Tunes. Wall of Tunes, right? <laughs> Three-piece band. Three-piece band. Okay. Oh, man. I I don't know. Um, 
you give me more hints or we do one of their songs we do yes as common crossing or you use you as and I. you and i the common crossing duo oh is it uh 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 one uh, word one uh, word uh, yeah, yeah tonic yes yeah Woo-hoo! it is tonic and it is the they're from schenectady <laughs> I, I don't know where they're from. I I don't either. Actually, I could probably. Hey, find Google out. it, man. Let's find yeah, out. Let's, let's find out about this band. I laugh if one of them, it, their mom is named Helen. <laughs> I made you boys an apple pie. I like your music. Can you play Apache sixty five? Oh, there we go. Uh, let's see. Los oh LA. Where's it? Oh yeah, it does. It yeah. says yeah, it's Los Angeles. Origin. Yeah, city of origin, Los Angeles. Uh, they were formed in 1993. Emerson Hart, Jeff Russo, and Dan Lavery, and they had a uh, alternating drummers. I think that was a, that was why I oh, called them Spinal a, Tap. Yeah, I called them a three piece because right. they never had a, like a permanent drummer. Oh okay. Um. So, but they ha- they are listed as alternative rock post grunge. Yeah, I could kind of see that. But wouldn't you just say they're a rock band? Yeah. You know, because, I mean, I don't know how I would describe their music. It's just... It, it's just rock, yeah. as far as I know, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so this is the debut album, which they have a song on here that we do as a duo, which is If You Could Only See, which was also a big hit for them. Yeah. Well, I, sh- I shouldn't say big hit. Um, I think it was... Well, if you were looking at a tonic, that would probably be the first thing you... Right. If somebody that, was recommending a tonic song to you, that's the one they would recommend. Yeah. It's, it, it's a fantastic song. It is. And, and I think the harmonies, I think uh, uh, Emerson Hart's voice is awesome on this. Uh, I'm looking here. Uh, the album itself charted number 12 in Australia. In the U.S. Billboard 200 only charted number 28, but they did go platinum with it. With the debut album. And I, I think a lot of it is because they had, uh, well, if you could only see, they also had uh, Open Up Your Eyes was released. Mm-hmm. And I think Casual Affair was released as well. But there's this is kind of a, a cult um, classic. I, I would I, I would put them on the same level as like uh, Toad Wet Sprocket. Right. You know, and that, that same class. You got, you've, you've got to be a fan of them to know who they are. Yeah, I agree you know with I mean? that. Well, it's like Big Head Todd. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you if if you've never heard a Big Head Todd song, you know, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna find them on Spotify. Well, I mean, you probably will now, but you know, you're not gonna find hear them on, you know, right the radio or yep. And Emerson like Hart that. has put out a, a handful of of solo albums as well. Um, they never, I mean, they're all they're all great, but they never seem to uh, have the same punch. As as tonic, and that's the thing I like about tonic is, um, their songs have punch. And, yeah, and that's the only way I can describe. There's it. always a hook. There's always an and a always good a hook, hook, very you know? good hook. Uh, th- this album is great, and the second album, which was called Sugar, I think. Oh, it should be right there. Uh, yeah, I think it was called Sugar. Thank you, Wikipedia. It was called Sugar, Sugar yeah, released in go. 1999. Yeah. Um, that one actually, I think I kind of like better than the debut album. They've got like two or three albums after that, which were all good, but I think the first two albums, in, in my opinion, were the best ones. Right. Um, but 
just thick, like the the, the it's it's thick rock. It's and it's thick melodic pop rock with great hooks and yeah. great vocals and yeah. great guitar, and it just it it's it's really it's and it's fun to listen to. Yes, uh, fun to play air guitar to. Yeah, <laughs> at least I do. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So there. Uh, I think that was that was relatively quick. That was relatively well done, Mister Mister Doug. Thank you very much. Tonic Lemon Parade. Lemon Parade is the album. Great uh, album. Wall of Tunes album of the week. Actually, it's no Comic Crossing album, but you know it's pretty good. Yeah. Would we be able to play a song and get away with it? Like if we were to. Sing I bet it? we could play like fifteen seconds. No, but I mean, if we sang it. I don't know. We've done it before. Have we done it before? We haven't done covers before, have we? Uh, I, no, I actually, we did. We, uh, we did Europe terribly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did that on Facebook Live. That wasn't on the... Uh, I still was it on the podcast? Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was no, it wasn't. on the Facebook yeah, right. Live. Yeah, yeah, we probably shouldn't. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just But we case. should incorporate that for, for season three. We should do more live performances. Yeah. That would yeah, be fun. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll find a way to do that. Well, I know we did a, a couple. I think last season. I, mean, I was reading an article about podcasts, and they were like, "You basically cannot play anything anybody's written ever." Right. Message right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. People were like, "Oh, you can play like ten seconds of it." No, no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't do anything. I mean, yeah, because we would we would uh, be playing music. We would be playing sampled like this this album from Tonic. I'd play you like a sample of yeah, a, of a it'd song be or fantastic two. to do. I mean, yeah, that but, way you could go. Oh man, I want to check out this band now. Yeah. You know, and then and all but, you can do is take our word for it. Yeah, or so, go check it out for go, yourself. Go to go to iTunes and sample it. Yeah, uh, Lemon Parade is the Lemon album that we're Parade. talking about. It's a good album, good really album. good stuff. All right, and check out some Neil Peart. And we were going to talk about something else too, but I don't remember what it was. I said let's let's talk about this later. Do you remember what that was? I have no idea. Was it? Oh, we we're, we're no. I said, let's stop talking because we could talk about this for. Oh, what were we talking about? Were we remember. talking about playing live in the age of M- COVID? Oh, out the trailer. That's what oh, we're... right, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, go look it up for yourself. It's uh, um, it's all right there at your fingertips. Yeah, <gasps> it's on your phone. Go. <laughs> hey, you know, technically, um, Ooh, what's that on my phone? Tech. <laughs> Not in this room, you don't. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Technically, um, both of our bands have a show booked in July. <laughs> it's the same thing. Shh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would be fun if we opened for the other band. Right. But, so technically, uh, both of them, uh, but Comic Crossing, uh, the, the trailer for Comic Crossing has been <clears throat> sitting in my... Drive in my in my yard uh, for over a year. Yeah, and I, I think yeah because we have, haven't we haven't had a show since nope. last November. I think I may have opened it twice or no, November of night two thousand nineteen. Yeah, that was the last time Comic Crossing played. Yep. Yeah. So it's been sitting there. Um. So and it wasn't in good shape. It wasn't. Start. No, it was all rusted <laughs> out to begin that with. Thing, that thing has been a road warrior. So man. I'm thinking that we're probably we probably should empty it out and 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 give it away or. Or sell it for I say seven dollars. I say we burn it, <laughs> just set it on fire, and then just dance around it. Just be like, "Screw you, COVID!" This is yeah. It's like a like a like a like a tribal yeah, like a, some you know, sort of like you know, sort of you maybe we could find like a shaman or some sort of medicine man, you know, and he could just like 
We sacrificed the trailer. We sacrificed the trailer to, you know, to whatever. And then, you know, he could like, you know, throw some, you know, you know, cow poop on it or something. (laughs) You know, I don't know. Whatever medicine shamans do, I'm not really up to speed on it. (laughs) You got Google. It's right there at your fingertips. (laughs) Maybe I could find a guy. On that note. Need shaman for COVID cleansing ceremony. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do with the ceremony? Oh, we're going to set fire to our trailer. But first, we're going to take all the instruments out because we're a band. We don't play anymore. So we're going to set fire to the trailer and we're going to, like, smoke the ashes or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, these promos write themselves. And then I'm going to make a hat out of it. <laughs> I'm going to wear it to every gig as a good luck charm. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to make it out of the tires. It's going to be a rubber hat. All right. Be great in the rain. Okay. Actually, no, we're going to set fire to the tires, too. All right. They'll probably take a while to burn. We They'll probably about, burn for a while. We talked about Neil Peart and the anniversary of his death. Uh, uh, <laughs> January 7th, uh, we did the Comic Crossing Song of the Week, which was Come Home. Come Home, yes. We climbed the Wall of Tunes for Tonic's Lemon Parade. Yes. We uh, put the call out for uh, suggestions for segments of yes. the show. Yes, we're going to give you a couple of nice things. Yeah. And uh, we talked about uh, burning our trailer as an effigy to COVID. Yes. Um, and We'll call it a middle finger to COVID. There you go. You know, there we're just going to set fire to it. And when the flames go up, they'll form a middle finger. That's what's going to happen. That's what the sh- that's where the shaman comes in. Hey, maybe we could get that guy from Lion King, Rafiki. The what was he a ba- uh, orangutan or a baboon or something? I think that's a think, podcast. You think he would do it? You think he would, you think he'd be up for it? Yeah, let's give him a call. We man. could ask. He's a cartoon, but well, what, are, what, that's, what the heck? That's that's a uh, Doug calls the fam portion. <laughs> I'll have Dad do it. He probably knows something about it. All I, right. bet, I bet he, you know he you know he traveled the world extensively in the navy, so I think he probably ran into a shaman or a medicine man or a. You and know, then he backed up and ran into him again. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. That's he's, a, he's kind of a mysterious guy. I keep know? trying I mean, to end the podcast. Well, I, I want to keep talking about setting fire to our trailer because it's really fun. That's hey, a, are we going to do it in the backyard? I we should invite the whole neighborhood. Everybody can be socially distanced. Just breathe in the flames. It'll kill That's the COVID. That's a co- podcast. The flame will kill the COVID. We'll see you next time, everybody. <laughs> I'm O'Brien. I'm still Doug, and we're going to burn our trailer. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. And if you're a shaman, give us a call. <laughs> we'll pay you six bucks. And a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just a candy bar and we'll keep the six bucks we'll put it towards our new trailer <laughs> hey Glennie you got a trailer <laughs> we can buy <laughs> we got seven dollars oh wait hold on yeah seven <laughs> uh, I keep going to stop record but I don't want to <laughs> that's it I'm done <laughs> O'Brien and Doug. Hey, Charlie.
Don't forget what happened to the man who suddenly got everything he always wanted. What happened? He lived happily ever after. Oh. You've been listening to the O'Brien and Doug Podcast. The O'Brien and Doug Podcast is brought to you by Whited Ford Auto and Truck Center, 17 Holton Road in Presque Isle, Maine. Servicing all makes and models of heavy trucks and light-duty cars. Toll-free at 800-764-4150. Make sure to follow O'Brien and Doug on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can drop them an email anytime at obrienanddoug at gmail.com. <laughs>